get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish. Welcome to Hour 2 of The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Stephanie March. And I think we should just take a second to shout out to our friend Maida Mains, who is the person who did our theme song. Yeah. She's a local musician, so check her out. She's typically on tour in the summer. Um, have you gone out and seen any live music this summer? Uh, There's been so much. I have not. I have not... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heading out. It's on- been a really busy, weird summer. I just realized that, that we are like at the end of July. And I, it's I know it's gone freaky. so fast. It's so fast this year. I'm going to see Nookie Jones on Tuesday outside oh, at good. the History Center. Yeah. And oh, that man just does it for me. So really? good. Yes. There's so many free concerts out. Just check out uh, MSP Magazine for the list of all the fun things to do every week. Oh my God, every time. Uh, I know it. Um, this is the part of the show where we tell you two things that we are obsessed with for the week. It is the top two in our two. Give me the old one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Winning, winning, winning. All right. It is the top two in hour two, where we tell you two things that we are obsessed with this week. And I promise I won't have Bridgman's licorice ice Please, cream. Please, we as have one to take a break picks. from it, right? I know. Because I finally had it now. So I know. I've so you're, you're the done. Itch. You're done. I, I feel like I can move on. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? You go first. All right. So last night, uh, we went to go see. So after my fry battle, by the way, I couldn't eat for a long time. I was kind of grossed out a little bit by myself. And then I was like, we have to go eat something. That doesn't happen very often either. But I think it was the end of the week. And after I'd eaten mass quantities of ribs the night before, the two days before. And then so many things. People probably think that like that happens to you a lot. But it doesn't because you're really good about pacing yourself. I I also know about balance. Right. So like I know that if I eat a ton of French fries, then and it's not about like I feel I have to to gain keep weight because our whole thing is like I can read my body and my body knows that it needs vegetables. Like today I am in for whatever sort of salad situation. I can get because that's what I'm craving. And I brought zucchini for you. So yes, I'm excited for zucchini bread. We're going to talk about that at the back at this hour, but I sort of failed yesterday, but in a good way. So, so Jake and I were talking about like, you know, what do we want to do that night for Friday? We were both tired. I was kind of crabby. And I said, let's just go to a movie because that's our default for everything, (laughs) for anything. Plus it was hot in our house. And I was like, we need AC. So we ended up going to yesterday which is the Beatles movie. Have you heard about this? Oh, I've heard it's cute. It is the sweetest. I I, I just love that movie. Oh, it was that's so great. sweet. It's about a, a guy who kind of, you know, wakes up in a world where nobody but Knows him remembers the Beatles. the Beatles are. And he's a musician <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, what? And it's just, it's so creative. I don't want to give anything away, but it's like, it's ma- it's just a magical and it's so interesting. It's like a fun conceit that you kind of, you 
easily buy into it. Yeah. And then you're like, this is great. And then it's just this whole journey. But it's wonderful. It's heartwarming. There's a little bit of a love story. It's great. Don't you love when you see a movie that like has a solid beginning, middle, and an end? Yes. Like a little story. Yes. There's just movies have gotten away from just the simplest stories. Yes. Well, Everything and I will just... tell you also, last week we saw The Art of Self-Defense, which is a very black comedy about toxic masculinity, and it was hysterically dark. I mean, it was awesome. But so to have that Friday go from like, oh, my God, to this Friday, which was just lovely and uplifting and we got to <laughs> sing the Beatles. Anyway, my point is is that we went to Willow Creek Imagine Theaters and I you know, the Imagine Theater, we go to theaters all over the place and some of you listeners know that I got busted <laughs> bringing Chipotle into the Plymouth Theater the Recently? other week. Yes. Oh. A week ago and so now I'm like, well I can't Did go. Did they look in your bag? They looked in my bag. They looked in my bag and I was with the whole, the teens had their backpacks and we're, yes, we smuggle food into there because the food is bad. The food at Plymouth is bad. And it's like, so here's the justifications rolling. This is it. Okay, I did not hear that you got busted. Yeah. So I had my purse and I'm walking in. She's like, um, she's like, you have to check your bag. I'm like, I'm not going to check my purse because I'm just not. And she's like, especially when she's like, you can leave it over by the counter. I'm like, y'all aren't paying attention. You are not going to have my purse. She's like, well, then I have to look in it. And so I opened it up and there's my Chipotle bag and she's like well you can't bring that in here and I was like really since when I just played stupid and she's like since forever we're just cracking down and I was like oh I've been doing this for like two years you know whatever did you go to the movie or did you dump your Chipotle we bag? dumped our Chipotle and went to the movie and then came back and ate it we didn't throw it away we yeah. just set it you know on the counter whatever so and so but I was like that's gonna change how I go and which is hard because movie theaters are trying really hard now to get people into the theaters I am a theater goer yes and so for me I was like, look, you're about to lose a lot of ticket money from me because I'm not going to come back here if I can't bring my own food because your food is horrible. Yeah. And so she's like, you know, whatever. So then we're looking for a new theater. She's probably all of 15. She was. She was 15, which is why I was not going to be mean to her. That is good. I was good. I'm impressed. I did not put on snotty mom. Also, I had a whole slew of teens behind (laughs) me. That probably knew her. They were all like, oh, what do we do? We just got busted. And where she had, my mom just got busted, you know? So it was. I had a moment, teaching moment. I said, "We're just going to put it down. We're going to go in. We're going to watch a movie." And it was great. It was a good thing. Um, So anyway, the whole point of the story is that at Imagine they had pizzas and quesadillas as part of their like food offerings. And I said, "Okay, let's go try that place so that we don't have to smuggle something in." And I got to tell you. The pizza quesadilla was really good. Okay. It was a bacon chicken jalapeno quesadilla, and it was like griddled. It wasn't like something they microwaved. It was really good. And this is at Imagine or Willow Imagine? Creek. Willow Imagine. Creek. Okay. It's at Willow Creek. And I know that they have a couple places around town. There's one in Rogers. There's one in Delano. But I'm just going to say, like, that, Jake and I both looked at each other and we're like, game changer. Yeah. Totally game changer. Because <laughs> it takes us no more time to get there than it does to Plymouth. And I'm not going to go to Showplace Icon. I know, blah, blah, blah. I just don't like them there. So, okay. There it is. So I, I have found a new, someone's getting my money. Uh, all right. So I went to the new, and it's hard to describe this place, the new Rose Street Patisserie yeah. that is open in the Schmidt Beer Rathskeller. Yes. Just say it's on the Schmidt Brewing campus. So it's like, it's not in Ken Case. That's right. That's it's just perfect in the way separate to describe house. it, actually. Yeah. And so, in Keg and Case, uh, Rose Street has a counter yep. where they sell confections and 
in this other place, which is the Schmidt Brewery Raskeller on the Schmidt Brewing campus. Yes. Good. And look for the red umbrellas. That yep. was how I saw it. They need a better sign. It is because you kind of you look like you're entering the Schmidt lofts is yeah. what you look like. But then you're actually like, oh, here's the coffee shop. They have a full service coffee shop that has sandwiches, that has breakfast, that has the delicious um, latte on draft. And they changed the vanilla latte on draft just to let you know. If you are someone that doesn't drink dairy milk at the Rose Street Patisserie uh, on the Schmidt campus, I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. They are making it with oat milk. Yeah, and it's delicious. It is pretty good. So if you're not someone that's a dare, I, I kind of like, for me personally, I wanted the one with the whole cream, but right. I had the oat milk and it was good. And for those people that don't drink dairy, they don't get a lot of options. So right. I'm happy for you to have this as a choice. Yeah. I had the croissant that had eggs, sausage, and like a layer of bechamel. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Like it was so the most fantastic breakfast sandwich I, I just, I don't eat breakfast sandwiches really because no. I'm always like, oh, the mm. bread and, eh. but I just was like, I'm going to dive into this. This is going to be the best croissant I've ever had, which, yeah, which it was outside of France it is. Right. And then with the bechamel on it and the sausage was so good. The sausage was made from the knock, which is in Keg and Case, that sausage maker. And it was just really, really solid, solid breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Croissant, sausage, egg. Did you try their French toast? No. Oh God! But it's made with brioche and it looked fantastic. It's a it's a laminated. It's it's a so when you say laminated, you know it means like a croissant which is layered, like puff pastry. Yeah. So it's like it gets that that sort of like fluffiness and stuff. Yum. And it was just a big hunky square that made you think like that's going to be a gut bomb and I'm going to be so full and heavy and it's the lightest brick you've ever seen. Yum! It It sounds delicious. Worth a drive. That is a. That coffee shop is needed in that area because the only other coffee shop really kind of by there is Five Watt, which is in Keg and Case, but yeah. that's fairly recent. And then Cafe Astoria is there, but they do all the stunt coffees. Cafe and, Astoria is packed with teenagers. And they're there for the stunt coffees. And so just to like get a cup of coffee is a really long wait. Yeah, I don't I don't. I will say that I stopped over there. I was doing some work and I was on my way to somewhere else, but I needed a quick 45 minutes of work time and I thought I also need a coffee so I went yeah. and I got it and then I was there and it was like oh my god too many kids and too many kids too many kids and so slow okay we are we're, we're, we're long on this All uh, right, we so. are long so my second one or go. your second one my second one go ahead you start coconut shrimp at the Lex oh just on the appetizer menu it was so perfectly done and it had a really sweet and soury salty sauce that I just loved. So okay. coconut shrimp at the Lex is and my number two. My second one is the Aquatennial fireworks are tonight and they are some of the best fireworks. We're going to go. You're going to go. Yeah. Where's the best place? So here's what I'm going to tell you. I am considering the fact that the po- top of my parking lot <laughs> overlooks like Allie Kaplan, you know, from shop girls. Uh, she had said that they had parked there for the 4th of July. And I was thinking, I'm going to go park on our parking lot ramp and you can see everything and there's nobody around and all the rest and my whole point is i think i'm gonna go grab some lose bon me sandwiches from Lou's sandwiches and get the teens and we're gonna do that and just have a parking lot picnic and i watch love the those Lou's sandwiches yes i do too those mm-hmm. bon me's are delicious really good so there you go that's it all right so that's the top two in hour two we've got a call from jen if you want to hold the line we'll take you when we come back we'll be right back you're listening to the weekly dish sponsored by el burrito mercado
to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph Mart. And we have Jen on the line. Jen, thank you for calling in. Did you have a recommendation for us? Hi, Jen. Are you still um, there? Yeah, I'm still here. I just have a question sure. about a restaurant in Stillwater. Yes. Okay. So I was thinking of taking my son to Brick and Bourbon, and I was wondering if you guys have heard of it and your thoughts on it. Yes, we have heard of it. Stephanie, do you want to describe the smoky drink? Well, I'm hoping, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know how <laughs> your, you're son is. your son is. I don't know. It depends. But no, it's, they're a great little place. It's a nice taverny feel. You know, it's kind of a modern tavern restaurant. And they've got burgers and wings and fun things like that um, and good, like, smoked meats. And then they have cocktails that they kind of do some stunt bourbon, like some smoky things and with. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a, pretty. It's easy going. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jen. Sure. Uh, and that would be Brick and Bourbon in Stillwater. Yeah, and they do have a location in Maple Grove, and they are about to open one in Eden Prairie, and I think also in St. Cloud, just wow. in case. Okay. I know. So there's that. Um, okay, that's true. So any other questions or whatever, if you guys want to give us a call still, we'll handle it. We're yep, just, 651 641 Okay, I want to talk about something I just watched on Netflix. <laughs> Did you watch the tacos? Yes. <laughs> Netflix has a series. I think it's like seven episodes totally devoted to tacos. Taco Chronicles. You guys, this is the coolest thing. I got sucked in so hard, um, basically because this is a this is a show. Okay, so the whole food documentary thing, I mean, I'm here for this, right? I mean, yep. Ugly Delicious to me is... I'm super excited that there's another season coming of Ugly Delicious. Um I, I just think there's nobody. Here's the thing. Let's let's break this down quickly into something that I think is interesting because we have always wanted to have food TV, mm-hmm. right? We've always tried. We were, we're available for hire. Well, by the way. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've tried beyond to get a TV that, show. We've auditioned. I, yeah, but beyond that, but beyond that, as like a consumer of tea, of food things, right? I've always kind of thought the Food Network, the and and even uh, the Cooking Channel, they all kind failed. of they failed. They failed in Why a big way. Why did they fail? Because Why do you they think tried they to make us all. It started out as cooking, and that was great. And then they wanted to add in some competition shows. Fine, I see expanding the audience. Right, there's a lot of ways to come at food. Then you know you can have food truck shows. You can have like a French cooking show. Like you can do it all. But they just got into a lane that became like total food competition shows. Yeah. And that was it then. They took all the cooking off except for a couple of shows. And they do the exact same thing. It used to be that the Food Network was a little different because it was all food competitions. And then the cooking channel was more like legitimate cooking. And competitions were talking about like chopped. And, and like, like guys grocery wars. Right, and right. Just so these it's people competing against each other for a prize, whether that's either cooking or shopping cupcakes. or baking. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it all became these stunt shows where it was competition shows or who can make, you know, the most gratuitous Halloween cake. And that's interesting to a point. But if it's all that you're getting, it's not enough. Like they didn't have diversity at all. Well, and I also thought it. And then the other thing that they did was they created personalities. Right. And so then it was became Bobby Flay is the personality. And then and then it was Giada. And then it's, you know, the McNeely's and it became these personalities. And it was less about actual food. But then you're right. Yeah. And then they stopped doing the personalities. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. So, like, they, that was too they, expensive. They created the brands and then they, and then they, you know, and it was all about watching Jada cook. And it was less about the food than it was about her and the cooking and her crazy teeth and everything else. And, and her breasts. Let's oh just God, be honest. Just, it made, I just cannot watch that woman. And, 
But that's the thing is like it didn't even matter about the food anymore. And then they tried to parlay them into competitions, beat Bobby Flay. And I'm not saying that those are bad shows. I'm just saying for someone who's about food, that became less. One lane. Yeah, it was one lane. And I just thought it was weird the way they compacted. Right. So then so they're trying to figure out how to make money. They're trying to figure out how to do things. And then all of a sudden Netflix steps in. And I got to say, however you feel about Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and I'm I'm down for both of those because they decided to say, how can we do this differently? What's, you know, and they, and, and I want you guys to understand that it's not that there haven't been these ideas before. It's just that no one would buy them. No one would pay them for that to be on air. And so th- we have Amazon and Netflix who are now saying and seeing these creative talents and saying, we will put them on our, on our site and they will let, will help you produce these. So for me, this is the biggest gift in food television, the food docu-series or, or examining food in a different way than, than has been, that is that even taking a formula and, and twisting it is become, I am now a food TV watcher, whereas I have not been for the last 10 years. Yeah. I kind of got into Top Chef for a while and then I, I did got for a Justin's little, sake. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and salt, fat, heat. Acid. But that's a wholly different. Was lovely. Yeah. That's ugly, a delicious. whole different yeah, way of you. doing it. So one of the things that uh, has come across is, so th- this Taco Chronicles, moving into what we're talking about, this is on Netflix. This is taking seven different types of tacos or ways of, you know, there's the first one is the Al Pastor. And, and it's only 30 minutes. Here's the difference. It's narrated by the taco. <laughs> Yep. It's the taco is talking. It's saying, you know, uh, and it's in this beautiful, deeply voiced Mexican, you know, man's accent. And he's and he's and it is in Spanish. I mean, it's in it's your subtitles. You have to read it. Um, But it's because it was produced, you know, fully in Mexico. And that's clever, too. Just to try a little different angle. Yeah. But it really talks about the history of like Al Pastor and like, you know, and you really understand that that is a mashup of Middle Eastern immigrants. coming. Is there a person named Al Pastor? I don't know. Maybe there is, but that's not what that means. Okay. It's not like a person. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. No, it's al pastor. It's like of the of the spit or Got whatever. It. So I thought maybe there was a human no. named Al Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Try to compose you gotta, yourself. You gotta watch the I guess you gotta watch the show. I wish I could see Stephanie Meyer right now and Eric Eastman if they're listening to the show. They would be rolling on the floor yeah. dying. This yep. would be another Stephanieism. They be, have a whole long line of Stephanieisms of that they catalog. Yeah. But we digress. Okay. So what I think is fun, too, is that it's not this one, this Tacos Al Pastor or the tacos. I just started the Carnitas one, which is the second episode. And it's basically they talk about the history. They talk about where it comes from. But they but it's this very engaging and beautifully shot thing. And then they talk with people who are cooking them and experts who are like, this is the best place to get it. And these guys are fighting. And these guys, this is a wonderful, you know, and it's really the cultural piece around it, which is gorgeous. And that's how food television video should work it should be about the food and not the person right yes all right so even if it is and then i'm gonna and now i'm gonna counter myself with something else uh uh on what uh there's also something that i want to cover with the fact that there is there can be a food person um uh, there can be a human component to this and there can be even a superstar component to this which is if you watch the John Favreau and Roy Choi chef show, yeah. okay, because 
that is about the joy of them cooking food. It isn't about them. It's not them telling you things. It's you get to be in the kitchen with them while they're cooking. See, that's the kind of show we would need. That's the difference. Instead of it, (laughs) I know, instead of it being about, here's me and I'm giving you my thing and my cutting and this is how I do it and everything else, it's so selfish and ego-based where they're like, have you seen the grilled cheese that they make or the pork that they make? And they don't put a recipe down. They do, um, but they don't put it down. They don't. It's not like a, you know, a dink, 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 dink. Go ahead. We can take that call. It's like they're having a conversation. They're and having you're fun. They're of, cooking with yeah. each other, and that's the difference. We have a call from Sarah who wanted to comment on the Food Network. Hi, Sarah. How you doing? Hi, Sarah. Did you want to comment? I lost her. I oh, pressed the oh, wrong button. Sorry, my bad. That's okay. Oh. No worries. Anyway, uh, and if you want to call back, feel free. Um, but we are just, I'm just saying that this is a really Food interesting. Food back. It is, and it's back better than it has been. And it had to get out of the network. It had to be put in the hands of the independents because this is what's happening. These people are submitting these docuseries and it's a Netflix original, but that just means that Netflix is paying these independent people to do this yeah. and to put it on their site. So I think that that is how the evolution of food and showing pieces of it that are, instead of assuming that middle America wants to know this and then driving all of your content toward that, they're saying there's a whole world of stuff that we don't even know about. And that's, I mean, Samin Nosrat opened up with salt, fat, heat, acid. The idea that you didn't have to like do a step-by-step process for a cooking show and you can show these intricate inside stories and weave those two things together and that everyone is ready for it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ready here. For it. What I'm saying is, I am here. You are down for I'm it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. You're going to have that taco in your purse at the movie theater. I am. And damn <laughs> You're it, you're going to have to leave it on the me. counter. Right. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have a question from Katie, and we're going to talk about Zooks. Zooks. And potentially Cukes when we come back on the weekly dish. Welcome back to the weekly dish. We've got Katie on the line who has a question. Thank you for calling in and for holding, Katie. Are you still there? I am. Hi. Hi. What's the question we can help you with today? So I'm already thinking about next summer. (laughs) I'm a planner. I have a a grad party to plan for. And uh, just curious if you have any ideas as far as kind of a casual, not very expensive kind of fun place to have a grad party in Minneapolis. So you want to have it at a place versus at your home. Exactly. Okay. Are you How many? Yeah, what are you thinking? Um probably about 100. Yeah, it's kind of not a sit down just an open house style type, very casual in and out, so it never would be that many at once. Does it have to be Minneapolis? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking Digidio's has that great space. So that, are you, in your mind, is this a thing that you are renting a room that a hundred people can fit into? Or is this a, is this, is this you're renting, you're securing space that over a bunch of time people will file in and out of? Yeah, that's exactly right. People will file in and out of. And then, Very casual, just kind of a, a gathering space. Um, you know, there probably won't be more than, uh, you know, 50, 40, 50 people at once, you know, depending, streaming in and out. So okay. just a fun, casual place, you know, maybe a an outside patio or, so you I know, was, just... I was yeah. going to recommend that you're, yeah, you should probably have a patio situation, just, you know what I mean? Because it's, it'll be, especially if there's going to be a flow of people, it's harder in a dining room situation. Um, but I would say that, like, the Butcher and the Boar, they have a great, the, their patio, they rent out all the time. And so they, oh. for private events... Um, okay. And not only them, but then there's also the rooftop at Four Bells, 
which has both an inside and an outside space. And so if you, you know, use that as a private, you know, function, then you can have both kind of, you know, covered and uncovered and, and all that kind of stuff. That's a fun idea. Yeah. You know what else might be good? And help me think of the name of it. I think it's it's the pizza place in Northeast that's next to the 1029. Oh, the Element Pizza Bar? Yes. Um, they've got an outdoor patio. And maybe if you did it like early enough, like maybe from four to six before they're like fully rocking, you could just do pizzas and have this outdoor patio because I think a lot of their business is uh, takeout. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a great idea. Yeah. A pizza, pizza situation. Hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Those yeah. are great ideas. Thank Perfect. you. Also, if you decide to change your mind and do it at your house, a really inexpensive idea that Stephanie's had amazing ideas. Here's two that she's given over the years. One is the cereal bar <laughs> where you oh. just do cereal. Yeah. And the kids love it. Parents think it's fun. You could do it at a brunchy time or even do it like late afternoon, just kind of cereal as snacks. Oh, fun. Yeah. And it's pretty inexpensive. The other one she's done that I think everyone should do is the baked potato bar (laughs) oh that sounds amazing yeah you just cook a bunch of baked potatoes in your instant pot store them in your crocs have them all wrapped in the foil and just have all the fixings out there and people be so easy and inexpensive Mm -hmm. okay maybe i'll reconsider my home yeah (laughs) yeah i think a great idea let me just tell you one thing about also having it at your house i mean i know it's a lot of pain and you know but of like having people but if you have the space where like 30 or 40 people can kind of mill about and kind of get a space. It's a little bit, I mean, the restaurant kind of thing will always, there's going to be things there you can't control. And what I mm-hmm. like about having it at the house is that with that amount of people and that amount of time that you need to get in a flow, being able to control a little bit more is a little bit easier for me. And here's okay. a little added Stephanie Hansen wisdom that you didn't ask for, Katie, but I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> I love extra wisdom. Thank yeah. you. So, you know, I, I lived in the house where nobody could ever come over. Every time we had people over, it was a big ordeal because the house was sort of a hoarder house. So we were, it was, the house was always too messy. Nobody could ever come. And nobody cares about any of that. Like your friends and your people just want to spend time with you. So if it means getting out, go doing it outside or in the garage even, and you just have to move some stuff to the outer edges of the garage and pull the cars out, like, it's about the celebration and spending time together. And so put up some card tables in the garage with plastic tablecloths and put some baked potatoes out there and just enjoy each other's company. Okay. Thank okay. you. Sorry. Great. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. Thanks so much. That's my two yeah, cents. Thank you. Everybody gets all so wound up about like the lawn has to be immaculate and the thing has to be. I never thought I would be either, but then I was like, I was like, oh, I'll never landscape for my graduation parties. Well, I absolutely did. (laughs) And I mean, I didn't get into any craziness, but I did plant more grass and I did make sure, you know what I mean? I did work a little harder. And so I get it. There's a thing of where you have a hundred people walking through your space who maybe have never been there. These parents of these other kids and. You get a little weird about it. And I they're going to judge you, but who gives a crap? I mean... All right, on to zucchini. On to zucchini. Zooks! So, I've never gardened before, and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, God, she acts like she's the first person to ever plant a seed, you're right. It is true. It is. I am the first person to ever plant a seed. It's like when you have a baby and everyone else for the history of mankind has had babies, but yours is that extra special. Yeah. but like, did you know? Did yeah. you know that this like, is happening? That is totally... Yeah. I am the narcissist that's doing this. Of- <laughs> I know. And I know this. But it is just been really fantastic to plant a seed and to watch it grow into something that you can eat. And then it's making like so much that you have to think about what you're going to do with the eating. Because 
We didn't know we, that we didn't need six zucchini plants. Yeah. And zucchini, like I am going out to the garden and there's four zucchini a day, Stephanie. Here's a, here's a little tip. Anything that vines, you need one of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I mean, two crazy. to ensure. But like if it's, if it's a vining thing, one. We have a lot. So I brought Stephanie some zucchini today. I just wanted to talk about all the fun things you can make with zucchini because I'm obsessed because okay. I'm like, okay, every day right. I can't just make the same thing. Right. So one of the best things I've made this summer and three people have asked me for the recipe and it's hardly even a recipe is just to take the fresh zucchini out of your garden and with a vegetable peeler, just make ribbons mm-hmm. and then stack them up on a platter, make them look kind of pretty in a mound and then shave some Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. And just lemon juice, olive oil, salt, pepper, throw some basil on it or mint or whatever. You could even sub out feta instead. Just a raw zucchini salad. Yep. It, that I has been this. one of my go-tos to bring to people's houses because it's so fast. It's so easy and nobody, there will not be a second one on the table. No. And they're all like, what, what is what this? Is, what's like, on this? My <laughs> brother-in-law is like, I hate zucchini. This is fantastic. Yeah, what have you done? Because you don't cook it. So it's really. Um, but it's thin. So it's very fresh. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be careful about salting. We don't salt it because. Of- I salted it right before serving. Okay, because it does leach the water yes. out and then they get, you lose a crunch. If I was crunch. doing a potluck, I wouldn't salt it. But we just were serving it at the dinner table. Yeah. Um, but that was awesome. Another thing that you can do is make zucchini kraut. So you kind of shred the zucchini or spiralize the zucchini so that you're getting it into these shreds. Mm-hmm. And then just add salt and cover it yeah. with the, so it ferments. And you can let the air out or you can put a weight in there. There's all different ways you can ferment and you can read about it. I'll put the recipe up. But that's all it is. You don't have to add another thing to create the... You have a brine just oh, with so, the salt, so it's just salt and water. Br- okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so zucchini kraut. Another thing that I saw that looked so pretty, and I'm going to do this. So zucchini blossoms are great. And in um, Italy, they stuff them with cheese and people fry God, them. And, so good. Yeah. But I'm not probably that person because I'm probably not going to serve fried zucchini to my house of two. Yeah. But what they did is they sliced the zucchini uh, horizontally so that the squash blossom was attached. Yeah. And then they laid them opposite end to opposite end on a sheet of puff pastry that had ricotta underneath it. And then they made like a tart. Oh. And it looked so Who's they pretty. when you say this? Um, the girl who was blog I saw it on. Oh, oh okay, okay. I'll put a post up on the Facebook page. Got it. It just looked so beautiful. And yeah. puff pastry is pretty easy to work with. Yeah. And she made her own ricotta, which yeah. is always a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was sweet. Um, also, I make a hot soup, but I decided that I could do this cold too. So it's like a stick of butter. A ton of zucchini, a ton of onions, and curry, and then you just blend it. And I've made that forever. Yeah. You can, you know, garnish it with mint or with crispy zucchini slices, whatever you want to do. But to make it like a vichyssoise. Right. So to add potato and have like a cold soup, Mm -hmm. because that would be more summery flavored. Yeah. Um, If you use turmeric, it has a really pretty color, so it's kind of an orangey yellow. Oh, yeah. um, And looks really good. Also, here's my latest thing. Zucchini cookies. Oh, think about the pumpkin cookies, right? Yeah. The bready, doughy, um, almost like spiced bread cookie. Yeah. And then you frost them with the cream cheese frosting. Sure. 
Doesn't that sound delicious? Yeah. Well, squash, this is the thing. You have to kind of get your head around the fact that zucchini is a squash. Yeah. Just like a pumpkin. And so anything that is sort of pumpkin flavored, you can easily kind of zucchini that sucker. Yeah. It's arboreal rice. And I made a chimichurri and I had all the zucchinis. So I put one in there. It just made it a little looser. Yeah. And we threw it over chicken. That's good. Nobody knew that there was a whole zucchini in there. Yeah. We, I am a big time, like dice it into pastas that I'm cooking and just toss it around so that it's, there's these little bits, but like super quick. Yeah. And they're kind of as they, as they, uh, you know, sort of, you kind of like get into it and you don't even realize that that's what you're biting. You know what I mean? Like it's a hidden vegetable thing. Super easy. And also so pretty. But not least. And Stephanie reminded me of this. So I'll give her the credit. Zoe Bakes, our friend Zoe Francois has a chocolate zucchini cake and I'm going to make this for my kid's birthday and she's going to laugh because now she's turning 21 and the fact that I've tried to sneak vegetables into her food, she'll be like, mom, this is so you that you would try to like put zucchini in the chocolate cake. So I'm going to make her a chocolate zucchini bunt cake for her birthday. That's good. And I'll put that recipe up too. Yeah, that one was so easy. You guys, that was the one last year I made it to for Jake to bring up to the cabin weekend for the boys. Love. And it was just like, so more everyone's like this is zucchini cake i'm like yeah it is i'm not even gonna tell her i'm just gonna be like here's your chocolate, chocolate cake chocolate kid. chocolate cake she'll see the green bits and that'll that'll you make won't her laugh see it you okay. won't see the green bits at all it's all right. that dark love it it's great i'm gonna post it and we'll be right back hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish thanks for joining us today honestly it's been uh it's been a lot of fun we've had a lot of good talk yes a lot of good food good a lot of good coverage good talk. A lot of good zooks and tacos and things. Um, just letting you know some quick events that are happening around town. Be sure, you know, the Aquatennial is going on, like we said. There's lots of stuff happening with that. Kolachi Days down in Montgomery. Bum, bum. That's a quick drive, you guys. Montgomery is just by Dundas. It's like not even an hour south of the cities. And you can go watch, you know, the U.S. National Prune Spitting Championships. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I did want to shout out that... On Sunday at the Bungalow Club, there is the Shakoli Fest, which is Basque wines. Did we go last year? We had them on the radio last year. Do you remember this? No, maybe you went there. without me, but I'm sure it was awesome. It was awesome. Shakoli, which is spelled T X A K O L I, in case you're wondering and see it and try to figure that one out, um, is the Basque wine that has got a little bit of sparkle to it. It's a high acidity, low alcohol. This is up your your avenue, Allie Kaplan, as you're sitting here with us. <laughs> I didn't know if I was supposed to really <laughs> yes. be here. If I'm supposed to pretend. You are supposed to be here. Um, But this is a lovely, it's got a kind of a, it's a total patio sipper. They're having a party on their patio. They're going to be handing out pinchos, which are snacks, like to say snacks, of the Spanish persuasion. Anyway, that to me was up your line. I thought we should Mm. talk about it. So Bungalow Club, and it's Sunday at 4 p.m. Mm. All right, we have Miss Allie Kaplan in here ahead of her Shop Girls, you know, show. It's because a special day. I'm we didn't so let on- Harmony in, and was she was say, a little bitter. Well, I'm so honored because I don't feel like I get invited in very often <laughs> because I don't have perhaps a lot to contribute to your food conversation. You're like the most spare vegetarian-ish. <laughs> just candy or vegetables, and you're good. But anything yes. other than that. I like to go places. Oh, I like to try does. things. Yeah, yes. they go places. I recommended <laughs> Lynn 65. For Rustin's yes. birthday, and that worked out. It was really fun. Yeah, that's a great patio. spot. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He had Delish. a burger. He had the burger. He did. I and know. he liked it very much. Does it gross you out to kiss him after he's eaten a burger? Oh, 
Well, I mean, I you can like swallow first. Yeah, until there's not like, like a cloud. <laughs> there's a whole visual that's like very yeah. bizarre. No, Some I've never thought about it. that until just now. Okay, so thank you. Yeah, okay. this is also yeah, a married couple. I don't want to go down that <laughs> 15 path. Fifteen years later, there's like a whole line of questions. Actually, that could come can up. I just say maybe you've discussed this, but on the subject of going out, uh, my favorite summer pizza. Yeah, it's all I can think about <gasps> is that summer squash pizza, at Young Joni. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. That just made my summer. Yeah, that was it good. It was so right? summery. It was so delicious. I didn't know if I was going to love it. When I did you eat I it? I don't even know what all is on it, yeah. but I know there's squash and I know it's very light yes. and summery. She's <gasps> got a lot of vegetables. I, okay, I just posted a recipe on our Facebook page for the zucchini raw salad okay. that you can make because okay. it's not hard. All right. <laughs> it's going to change your life because you'll really, really like it. It's super fresh. It's raw. You don't even cook it. Okay. You just shred zucchini. Yeah, this is I will do put it. a little cheese, mm-hmm. some basil, and it's fantastic. Lemon and, and olive oil. That's the good thing about summer. I yeah, know. Like, like this, someone asked about beef Wellington and the thought of eating a beef Wellington, which is a giant hunk <laughs> of meat wrapped in puff pastry and like demi sauce and all the rest made me want to like die a little. Yeah. <laughs> all I want to do is like wait eat until a November. Cuke. I know, yeah. right? All right. Yeah. So the reason you're in here is because you have a very cool new issue of Twin Cities Business Mag out, and it's all about food. All about food. Which, I, that was my way of finally getting on Weekly in. Dish. <laughs> food Inc. is what we called it. And we actually did a themed issue because we just, there's so many good stories. I know you guys have the reviews <laughs> and the dishes and all of the nuances covered, but yep. there's a lot of business aspects. These, you know, chefs want to make money. Yeah. And it's all, it is one of the most important industries in our state, mm-hmm. in the country. And so we took a deep dive. Everything from agriculture to startups to restaurants to, I love your story, Steph, that you were kind enough to contribute. There are two things or a couple things in there that I did. but and, and I mean, and it was fun because it is really about looking into a little bit of a deeper side of, right. because let's be honest these are businesses we get into the fluffy you know sparkly side of being in love with food and the whole aspects of it but if they're not going to work if the business scene doesn't work then we'd lose it all anyway right. and there are so many comings and goings and i think a lot of times we don't really step back and say well what how does this how work does as this a work? business and who is making the money and who is investing and where's it coming from so adam platt executive editor who has been writing about food for many years mm-hmm. um he sat down with uh gavin casey and Kim, Tim Niver, and they had like, you don't often get those heavy hitters in a room together and they just really talked about it and they talked about, you know what, one of the most, they talked about, you know, pricing and wages and some of those issues and who, you know, who is the money behind these restaurants. But the thing that was really interesting, they talked about one of their great annoyances. You know what it is? And I'm so self-conscious now. What? Everybody wants changes. Oh, everyone, every Mm -hmm. order that comes through, everyone's got an issue. It's the gluten. It's It's, the, and I I became so self-conscious. I did, But they talked about what the, impact of yes, that is it has on changed their kitchen. Absolutely. In terms of when you say, oh, can I have this burger, but can I not have it on a bun? Or can I, and I mean, that may seem simple, but then right. there's a whole process that happens because of that. I or I just don't that. want the butter, I just don't want the breadcrumbs on this pasta. Or yeah. so then if, what if it's in the pasta? What if that was part of like, you have to readjust everything. Right. And then another one we were really excited to do is the cost of your restaurant meal. Yes. And so we enlisted the one and only Stephanie March to go and look at, well, how are 
are they setting these prices? Right. And why is one, you know, pizza this price and another pizza could be twice that? What really makes it cost that? And kind of the the idea, I think what was interesting for that to me, too, is that the idea that they really are looking at their menu holistically. You know, obviously there's a pasta that, you know, they may make more money on because they can price that as the same, you know, the menu price of like maybe, you know, like a like a chicken mm-hmm. or something. And so there may be something there that that has and they know that there's certain things that people will buy and will pay a certain amount for but there are things they know they have a ceiling and and at least and this is what with the minimum wage coming you know july 1st it just raised up again mm-hmm. and uh they're all very worried about how to do this and i know that the quick answer is just raise menu prices it's not an easy that's right. a hugely complex thing but the psychology of like we'll pay we're willing to pay more for a steak than we are for a taco you're not yeah. going to pay 28 bucks for a burger at, unless you're at manny's right right, right. i know so that wagyu burger you maybe can't do it but like think about it if you think about a sandwich and like even if you were like at a at that little cafe and you would think like a, a sandwich you would pay you're like yeah i'd pay like 12 bucks for a sandwich but can you ever imagine paying Paying twelve bucks for a taco? Probably not. No, because culturally we've been sort of trained to think that they are, you know, they are uh, more affordable. They, I don't want to say cheap because I hate saying cheap because that takes it into a different direction. But they are more affordable, you right. know. So it becomes a strange area with that with pricing, and then when they have to figure in. What does that make you? Like the guys at Pajarito, which we love, you know, they have this this cocktail with made with this beautiful uh, tequila, and they have it at fifteen dollars, and they're like, I don't, we didn't want to be a fifteen dollar to- cocktail spot. Like hmm. we didn't want that to be who we are, right? But yet they know that this is delicious, and they want to be a part of it, and they want to offer it to people who love it. But then that becomes it becomes part of your psychology of who you are. And do you think that once people understand what's going into it and why it's priced that way, do you think that helps them? You think it makes them more likely to order that? I don't know. No. I think here's the deal. I think there's a lot of people who have feelings and about pricing, and they say, you know, whatever, and then they the action is different. Okay, right. where can people pick up TCB Mag Food Inc. Barnes and Noble on the shelves. Um, just follow us at TCB Mag on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and you'll start seeing sneak peeks of this issue. Woo! Thanks. All right. Thanks, Ellie. Have a great week, everybody. Have a good one. Ciao, ciao.